0: Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Ops Authority podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, the founder and the CEO of the Ops Authority, and I'm so grateful that you are hanging out with us today. As we get going today, I wanted to let everybody know who's listening today that we have developed something new that we wanna make sure we get into your hands. It is called the Ties Method. That's an acronym. It stands for time, investment, energy, and stress. Why is it that I'm telling you this? Well, we've created an information packet for you to quickly learn how to observe this because this is the value that you are bringing to the companies in which you are working in right now. It has been on my heart for many years for me to help the people inside of my community to see the value that they are bringing to the organizations around them, because when they see it for themselves, they're able to better articulate it. So this information is going to help you to put together a report that you can create as a communication piece and a touch point for you to show your value to the organizations that you work in. So head over to theopsauthority.com forward slash ties and get a copy today. I did not want to wait to get that to you guys. So hop in there and get it already. So getting the show on the road, I wanted to talk to you guys today about something I would say it's a trend. It's something I'm seeing a whole lot of. And that is people who are working as independent contractors inside of companies, whether they have been building their business as a provider, a service provider, and they are showing up fractionally inside of companies, or if you are just working and maybe you're dedicated to a company, but your classification is an independent contractor for whatever reason, and you have the opportunity or the want or the will and are considering moving into an employee role. This is something that we are seeing a lot of today. And ultimately, I believe that this shift is probably a byproduct of what we're seeing in the market and the economy with things getting more expensive. And overall, business just being a challenge for a lot of people, not business itself, but being in business, the marketing associated, etc. So, As my community is talking about it, I figured I would bring this conversation to the air (laughs) and share with you guys my thoughts and give you some actionable things to consider and to take action on. I'm probably telling you guys everything you already know when it comes to being an independent contractor, but there are always pluses and minuses to both of these classifications. As an independent contractor, As well as being an employee. But if you're looking to move into employment, I just wanted to touch base really quick on, you know, the value and the reality of being an independent contractor. One of the things that people love the most is you set your own time. You are running your own business as an independent contractor. You have a scope of work. You set your pay or you agree to pay on your terms. And then one of the drawbacks is that you are responsible for withholding your own tax and paying that into the IRS if you're here in the U.S. So that is something that you guys already know about being an independent contractor. So why is it that somebody would want to move into an employee status? Where I started is that you are probably looking at that consistency, that stability. When you're going into working for somebody else, there is a sense of better security. Why is that? I think it's really tied to marketing. It's not that you're actually more stable and secure by working for somebody else, but you're not having to do the marketing to find new clients, to prospect, to get visibility, you know, items out there. This is truly a show up and do your job super, super well. So, I believe that the security and the stability consistency comes from the reality that you're not having to market. So I see those two things as being intertwined and the consistency, consistency in your pay, right? Your client load isn't going up and down based on what other people need, right? So you have that consistency there. Another great perk of moving into an employee role is paid vacation. So you can actually check out when you are off and get paid to be out of the office. That's a nice perk. And we see that pretty much consistently, regardless of the size of small business that you're gonna be working for as an employee. And to tie into that benefits in some situations and arrangements, you're going to find yourself in a place where you can get benefits. Some of those are going to be your traditional benefits, like medical, dental, you know, maybe even vision and life. And then depending on the size of business, these may look more like fringe benefits. And so additional days off, it may be some stipends, it may be, you know, some different things like that. We see more and more of that as we are placing roles as well. So there's a lot of benefits to moving into that employee status. So if what I described is something that you are longing for, then start maybe considering or thinking about what life would look like if you were an employee and then start looking for those employment opportunities. Now, I wanted to have a real conversation because, you know, that's what we do here. You know, when you're making this, some other questions that you're going to want to consider is... First of all, I want you to make sure that you are all in. Like you are going to be all in on this business. It's not just the business. It's the mission. It's the vision. It's the leader. It's the team. If you're already in this existing business as an independent contractor, then you're lucky. You're one step ahead. You're not coming in cold. You're coming in eyes wide open, as they say. I just want you to do another heart and head check and just make sure, are you all in? right? Because you're giving away that flexibility to step into something more consistently, which has its pros and its cons. But I want to make sure that you're all in. Because when you are all in, and when I say that word, it's when I hear it, I'm always like, what does that really mean? But what is really valuable to me is, am I in a place where I am all in? I am invested, I'm excited, I'm energized. I wake up wanting to do this work and The fact that I am all in on the business as well as the leader and the team, does that mean that I am in a safe two-way relationship? What does that mean? It means that you are, you feel like you're equal in this company. You're not subservient, right? Like you are there and you're able to have a two way conversation. You're able to give your feedback. You're able to be, you feel important because you're valued. I want to make sure that if you're making this decision to join as an employee, that you're seeing this as you know, yes, it's going to be safe from a pay perspective, but are you going to be excited about this? Are you going to feel valued? And I know for me in my journey, that is still, that is always one of the most important questions for me. The other thing, if you already have the perspective of this company, is there growth inside of this company or are you coming into an organization where you are going to be in this same role for a long period of time? If you have been running your own business and maybe you've had multiple clients at one time, then you might be the person who really enjoys having a lot going on and being able to, you know, have multiple perspectives. So when you take two or three clients at a time and you go a hundred percent in to one place, you know, I want to make sure that you know that you're going to have enough variety and the scope is going to match you. That brings up another conversation that I want to have with you ladies today. A consideration as you're moving from a contractor to an employee is that as an IC or as an independent contractor, your scope is dictated by you. You get to have the boundaries and you get to say, this is in or this is out. This is what you're paying me for and this is not. Therefore, we need to expand my contract. We need to bring in another contractor. We need, I just need to say no, whatever that looks like. When you go in as an employee, I have to tell you guys to be aware that yes, you can still have boundaries. That is not the message that I want you to take away, but I want you to know that the scope likely widens because when this person, when this leader isn't investing in a benefits package, in time off, in a full-time asset, paying your taxes for you, which we'll get to in a second, it means that there may be, it's a bigger role. It's a bigger role than where you were as an independent contractor, especially if you weren't working full-time inside of the company. So just know as an employee, Even as an operator inside of a company, when you come in and you make that move from a contractor to an employee, the scope is going to widen. So I wanted to share that with you today, and just so you're aware, as a business owner myself, I have seen that happen. I've seen that happen in all of the companies that I have helped grow, and it's not that there are no boundaries, right? Just because you know I'm still not going to put marketing tasks on my you know high level operators, that doesn't happen, but Maybe they will take on some administrative task that they weren't as an independent contractor or something like that. So, wanted to point that out too. When I talk about pay changes, as an independent contractor, it is kind of a rule of thumb that your independent contractor pay is higher. It's higher because you are responsible for withholding and paying taxes. And When you join a company and you make that transition or that jump from a contractor to an employee, then you may see a decrease in hourly pay because the company on the back end is having to pay your taxes. Now, you are probably going to walk home with the same, you know, it it really does depend on your pay, the amount of pay, and also the level in which you're coming in, the state that you pay taxes to, all of that. But on the large part, you clear more as an employee than you would as a contractor, even though the raw charge or the gross charge, the gross fee is higher as an independent contractor. Does that make sense? So just know that there could be some pay changes that are negotiated over this. Remember, the additional compensation that you don't see in your base compensation are the benefits package, the time off, et cetera. So you are actually earning more and you're not having the administration of paying your own business taxes as a service provider. I want to encourage you guys, especially if you're coming from a place of having multiple contracts at one time or multiple clients at one time, I want to make sure that you are clear and you have a conversation before you agree to becoming an employee, I want you to get clarity on exclusivity. What does that mean? I wanna make sure that you understand that you and the business owner have an agreement at the time of you making this transition that you can or you cannot have additional work on the side. This is an extremely important conversation to have before you make this change, especially if you're going to consider doing small projects on the side, et cetera. Just because you're an employee does not mean that you can't have a side business. That doesn't mean that you can't have projects legally, but it is very, very, very important for you to have this conversation. And I encapsulate that in the word, the topic and the conversation of exclusivity, sit down with the business owner and let them know what you would like to do and negotiate it and see what the response is. And then of course, I want you to be aware so that you can make the right decision for you. Another question I want you to ask yourself, can this business afford you in a full-time capacity? Now, a lot of us are looking for full-time work to move into full-time employee roles so that we have that security and that safety. I want to make sure, especially if you're privy to knowing what the financials look like, I want you to make sure, have the conversation, look at the financials if you have access But can this person afford you for a long period of time? I just want to make sure that you're making the best decision for yourself. And I find that all of these factors are really, really important. One other piece here is your intellectual property is not yours when you are employed with somebody. So I want to be clear that your intellectual property now becomes theirs. So my husband is a genius. I'm not just saying that to brag on him. He is actually one of the smartest people I have ever met. And he is an engineer. When he went to work in corporate, he basically sells, you know, that that adage of you sell your soul to corporate. Well, he sells his mind to corporate. So he works for a company. He's got stable pay. He's got, you know, decent job security. At the expense of... Everything that he develops, so he has lots of patents and does a lot of development work. And so everything that he develops and patents is actually owned by the company. Even though it is his brain, his genius that is bringing this into the world, the company actually owns the patents for that. So I just wanted to give you that example because that's the exact same thing. That's his big trade-off. Could he be a consultant on the outside? Could he be his own company and do this research on his own? at the risk of making sure you've got money coming in and making sure that marketing is happening and all of that. So the trade-off for him is that safety and security, which he finds inside of corporate America. So I hope that that is helpful in understanding what IP is, how IP transitions when you are in an employee role. I find, just real talk, I find that if you've been a service provider and you've been toying with wanting to create templates or wanting to have a group program where you're teaching your knowledge, you know, there's going to be a conflict of interest if you're teaching that on the side or if you've got a course on the side that you're selling, yet you're performing that exact same method and process as an employee inside of a company. I just wanted to make sure to point that out here because I've seen a couple people get burned and it is ugly, right? This can lead to legal suits, obviously to relationships being you know, frazzled and I don't want that for you guys. One of the things that I find the most challenging for people who have been business builders, who have been contractors for a long period of time, when they make that jump into the employee space is the loss of flexibility. At this point, the employer is dictating your time, how much time, your hours, they're also providing your tools, which could decrease the amount of expenses you have to. So that's a side note. But flexibility, how important is flexibility for you? Now, before you rule this out as an option of being able to be an employee and still have a flexible arrangement, this comes down to making sure that you're working with somebody that you can have an honest conversation with. I typically see that if you are working with a company and you're partnering with a company and a leader where you share the same values, where you are all in on the mission and on the impact that they're wanting to make, and you've got a place where you are respected and valued and you can have that two-way, powerful two-way relationship and conversation, you can have this conversation. One of my values is flexibility. What does flexibility look like inside of your company as an employee? I find that to be something that we don't talk about and we don't ask about, yet we hold as one of the most important things for a lot of the women that we are working with. Those people who are between 25 and 50, who are looking for flexibility, wanting to still stay in the workforce, use their skills, be compensated for it, and still be able to raise a family and have the flexibility and freedom that you want. Just have the conversation. In my company, yes, there's an expectation that they work a certain amount of hours but I'm also very realistic. If they need time off, it's not like the corporate days where you're putting in a time off, you know, notice because you need to go to the doctor. Like everyone expects everyone to be adults here, and I bet that you can find the exact same thing. However, having the conversation is extremely important. So, these are some things to consider, some benefits, and some questions to ask yourself as you are considering the move from contractor to employee. Now, for the action if you're currently serving the client today and you are proposing to move to full-time, here's what I want you to do. I want you to write your job description as it looks today. You might want to take a couple of days, keep you know a list of your tasks, maybe some hourly tasks, set a timer on your phone, and every hour write down what you're doing inside of this company for three to five days. That way you can build a job description that's really comprehensive of everything that you've got going on inside of this business. That's representative of you as an independent contractor. If you come on in an expanded role as an employee, knowing what you know about the company, what will that role look like? So basically you have a before or an actual, and then you have a future job description for yourself. Now you don't have to get all technical. I think at the you know, the root of this, you want to have roles and responsibilities for present day and then future. And this is a great way to go to the business owner and say, okay, here's what I'm doing today. I propose that I join you full time. Here would be the benefits of doing that for you. Here's what my role would look like. Here's the impact that I would make if I were an employee inside of your company. The other scenario that could happen for you is they approach you and they say, we would like to bring you on as an employee. And instead of having a bunch of questions and sitting there and not knowing if you're making the right decisions, you can come back to this podcast episode. You can go through this, you can make your pros and cons list, you can listen to the questions to consider, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to want you, maybe the business owner isn't gonna do it for you, but for you to get the clarity that you want, you're probably going to wanna do the exact same exercise. So whether you're going to them or they're coming to you asking to make this change, I would want you to have the current role and then also just get clarity and confirmation in what the future role is going to look like. I want you to go in, like I said earlier, eyes wide open, knowing exactly what you're going to be responsible for, making sure that that fits within your values, your boundaries, that you're excited about it and that this is something that you can commit to. I like to say that employee roles are, you're pretty much looking at 18 to 24 months I want you to ask yourself, are you going to be happy doing this role, this future role that you've just described and defined and y'all have agreed on, are you going to be happy for the next 18 to 24 months performing that role? If that's the case, then you're clear, they're clear, and you're setting yourself up to completely win at this place. A lot of people are going to find a lot of freedom in having that security, that safety, the benefits, not having the monotony of, or the struggle of finding new clients, the inconsistency that can result from that. So, I hope that this is helpful for those of you guys who are considering moving from an independent contractor into an employee status or classification. And as we are wrapping up this episode, I wanna bring you back to the Ties Method. That's how I started this podcast today. And I just want to remind you guys that it is so important for you to show your value to the organizations. Don't let that be a question mark. This is something that is a huge gap in this industry whether you're a contractor or whether you're an employee, you want to show up and show off what you are bringing to this organization. This allows you to be paid appropriately, to receive raises, to receive bonuses, to grow inside of the company and really show your value. Make sure that you are the leader that you want to be. It all comes down to making sure that you are articulating this. And I find that when you follow this method that we have outlined for you in the ties method, you are able to do that well. You show it on paper and you're able to have kind of a guideline or an agenda for a vocal conversation for you to have with this leader in a regular cadence. So head over to theopsauthority.com forward slash ties and grab your copy today. Alrighty, friends, I hope you guys have a fabulous week and you'll hear from me next week. Take care. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of The Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit the podcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.